From WDBM East Lansing, this is The Undercurrent, a weekly radio show that brings you audio narratives produced by students at Michigan State University. Good morning, and welcome to The Undercurrent. I'm your host, Sophie Sagan. And wow, I cannot believe that this is the last time that I'm going to say that. For those of you who listen, uh, you may or may not know that I am a senior at MSU. Well, I guess I can't even really say that anymore, um, because when this episode airs, I'll have graduated from Michigan State. I guess I just want to take one minute before I jumped into this episode to say thank you to everyone at The Impact for everything they've done for me and also this show, uh, The Undercurrent, which I have been so blessed to be a part of. It has truly been the highlight of my college years um, to work here and to work on this show. Yeah, I don't want to take up too much time with sappiness and, you know, graduation tales. So uh, I really do want to jump into this episode because I'm excited for it. Um, It's season 13, episode 11. This is the last episode of this season. Um, And we're calling this one Bands in Exile. Um, Bands in Exile is actually a segment that we're excited to kick off here on The Undercurrent. Uh, We will be interviewing artists and venues that have been affected by the COVID-19 crisis. Um, And basically, we want to know what have people been up to during the stay-at-home order? What are they working on now? And what are they looking forward to once we can all gather again and get back to rocking out at our favorite concerts? Um, this entire episode is dedicated to the first ever Bands in Exile feature. Vince DiGiorgio, Ian Pajoski, and Cam Varner are three talented gentlemen that make up Vincey D. Full disclosure, they have been my favorite local band for several years now, um, so I was very excited to chat with them over Zoom about all kinds of stuff, including their newest album, Coastal Queen, which was just released in March. Um, anyway, without further ado, I am excited to present my interview with Vincey D. All right. Uh, do we want to just start with like some introductions? My name's Cam Varner. I'm the drummer here for Vincey D. Um, I joined the band about, it's about two years after you guys formed it, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yep. That's when my introduction came in. I'm Ian Pozdrowski. I am the actual lead boy. I am the singer. (laughs) And the guitarist for the band um, and our head of sports. Um, and then go ahead, go ahead, other guy. Um, my name's Vince. I'm the, the bass guy. Um, and I'm the final, the final guy of the three. Yeah. Bada bang, bada boom. And he is Vincey D. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I gathered. Well, that's kind of my next question is so, how did you all meet? Why did you form a band? Like, tell me your origin story. So it started. Um, Um, Our first drummer, Ali, who's now um, just finishing up with med school, um, he was our drummer at the time. Ali, myself, and Vince all lived on the same floor in um, Holmes Hall. Um, So that was where we met. None of us had uh, known each other before college. Um, He would play a guitar and I would sing some stuff in the dorms. That was kind of like the earliest steps. But then, um, let's see. We played a Christmas in July show at our friend's house. <laughs> and it happened to be Vince, myself, and Ali. And um, 
after that, um, we pretty much talked Vince into buying a bass because he didn't have a bass. He had never played bass. Um, and what did he play at that show? He played, he played, played guitar. Yeah, him and I both oh. played acoustic guitars, and Ali played a drum box. <laughs> I, I was saving up for about two years for uh, an electric guitar, and then this kind of worked out. So then I just put that money towards the old bass. Could you tell me maybe a little bit about your early shows and then like how you've sort of developed since then? Yeah, so our final year at MSU, we started kind of just playing together. We would meet up at Ali's parents' house and because um, they lived in the area around MSU and we just kind of started playing some tunes, playing a few covers. And then then we started, you know, a few of our originals started rolling in. And then, then we decided, you know, it was time to play a show. So we organized a Halloween show and that was at my apartment. Yep. And I went around and knocked on all the doors of everyone in the apartment <laughs> complex to be like, we're having a, a full show on Halloween. Please don't <laughs> alert the authorities. Like, if you want to come, you can. Just don't, don't shut us down. And they didn't. They were cool about it. Um, I don't think any of them came, but they, they, didn't, they didn't deny it. So it was loud, though. It was definitely yeah, it was, loud. <laughs> it, it was a fun night of friends. So. Yeah, we probably but. had about... I'd say 50 to 60 people yeah. out there in my apartment. So it was a all packed in the living room. Yeah, it was it was <laughs> packed in there. Um but yeah, and then what was next? We started playing from there basically it was just like we we got some some friends who had houses who were like that was pretty sweet. We caught your set. We want you to come and play our basement. So we started playing uh some more basement shows and we played at our friend Danielle's house and that show was probably almost about double i'd say the amount of people and then we had the um i think phoenix was yeah next. the infamous uh phoenix house co-op show um where we we had a little a little slip up um we were we were carrying some momentum after our first few shows and uh, we had never played in a co-op scene before and now we're uh, very familiar with the co-op scene that's kind of our our home base now and we love the co-ops um but you know coming in our first time playing um the last two shows we had invited a lot of people to and we didn't really know that there was kind of like a like you don't invite a ton of people to co-op shows like uh, that's, they're already going to be like very busy and they can't really handle that many people coming in um it would just be way too chaotic for them we didn't know that so we made our own event which was also a no-no and invited probably over 300 people and there was definitely over 200 confirmed going at the time and we had to do a last minute cancellation of that event yeah. we still ended up playing but we had to pull the plug on the event we had and yeah we I, lived that, and we learned and now we uh you know <laughs> i still think to this day because there was still a good amount of people who wanted to come that was probably the biggest uh just sheer amount of people co-op show that we've ever played which is hilarious because we played <laughs> some big co-op shows but that one was just like there are so many people there it was a lot of fun though yeah next school year was a little bit slower um 2016 2017 it was a slow start i remember and then um i remember i remember just out of nowhere it was just we got invited to play one co-op and then once we played that, it was just like skyrocket. Like, you know, we got messaged, you know, once we kind of got our name out there, a lot of co-ops were reaching out. It was uh, uh, kind of really got really entranced and ingrained into the co-op uh, community. It was just such a cool place to kind of get 
get our base started. Um, okay, so for people who haven't heard your music yet, how would you like describe your sound? We had a really tough time always <laughs> defining that question. Um, but as all I, bands do, yeah, <laughs> we're all we're all original. We all got this. But um, no, we we say it's kind of like um, indie surf rock. Um, definitely some surf vibes in there. Uh, I, a lot of like Beach Boys influence. Um, David Bowie. Uh, shoot who else jack white obviously from detroit but he's not quite as i'd say probably our heavier songs are more jack white influenced <laughs> um but the arctic monkeys and vampire weekend just to name some but <laughs> so when did you uh release your first album our first ep was four east fire or forest fire but we all lived on four east homes so it was a play word play in there but uh and that was also before i was in the band as well yeah yeah so that that was released august uh 13th 2016 yeah that was five tracks kind of five of our first ever originals yeah, two of was... which are on our latest album we just released but um yeah, that was recorded. We just recorded that um, ourselves. That was all like DIY. Um, and listening back, the quality is about what you'd expect from DIY of that time. Um, <laughs> could have could have been a little bit better, but um, that was why we that starts. On, yeah, on this newest album, we we really dug a, a few of the tunes on that one, um, and we wanted to kind of give them the love that they deserve. So that's why a few of them popped up on our two of them popped up on our newest album. What are the songs that made it from your very first EP to this newest release? So it's actually the first and last tracks. So Girl, Gorilla in My Dreams, mm -hmm. and Mystery Man. Those were, those were two, the two tracks that were on the, the first EP. Cool. And then why, why those ones? How did those switch over? Why do you like them? Um, well, Girl like, became kind of like a small cult classic for a bit like people really enjoyed it we would open most of our sets with it because it's like really high energy um and it's also like a fairly simple song um so it was always kind of like a good a good like warm-up tune like we can put out all of our energy because we like to play with a lot of energy so like it would build up that that energy that we had ready to go um but also kind of get us warmed up on our instruments so it's nothing that's like way too intense to the point where we're like gosh what's happening like there's no crazy solos or anything it's just something that gets people like um gets people moving and is catchy enough that um it draws them in for the rest of the set so um yeah we we really like that one and a lot of our a lot of our friends really really like it a lot of the people who supported us really early on and um they all really dug that song and then mystery man um that's my mom's favorite song <laughs> so um uh, that's all it needs to be said right there yeah. <laughs> it's going on the album you know she she like got so excited when she heard that we were gonna be recording mystery man i kind of let it be a surprise for a while and then she finally found out and was like oh my god like this is, this is great i'm so excited for it so um yeah i that was definitely one of our favorite songs to play too one of those tunes that like gives you chills when you play it like you, well, it was also funny because like yeah we didn't play it for a while and yeah. then i remember when we were just like practicing one day we were like let's 
play Mystery Man, and then it sounded really good. Yeah. And then finally we played it at more shows, and we were like, all right, let's re-record it. Yeah, because like yeah. as like as we kept going, we like um, I had you know started with a um, a Champion 100 amp, so basically like a solid state guitar amp that was not anything fancy. It had built-in effects to it and was like a perfect beginner amp. But um, and I I had um, just a Epiphone Les Paul at the time that I was playing. Um, but when I moved up to my the blue uh, Strat, the Fender Strat that I use now, um, and the Deluxe Reverb amp that I use, like it really bumped the sound up. Um, and I started getting more into pedals and stuff like that. And like Vince upgraded his amps as well. And, um, and like that just all of a sudden gave those songs like so much new life because it was like all of a sudden we had like good instruments and good amps that were putting this sound out and not kind of like the the dinky stuff that we started on so <laughs> yeah and they almost didn't make it on the album as well um yeah it was just kind of as the year was progressing we'd play a house show here and there and yeah someone would come up and be like oh man i wish you know girl in my dreams was you know i wish it was on spotify and then you know ian's mom was you know, i wish mystery man and i wish <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And in like February 4th and we released the, the new album on March 27th so we only had a month and a half to get through mixing mastering and all of that and recording uh so we texted our uh, engineer Steve uh, Lehane who did our latest album and just said hey do you think we could get it done in this time and um he was like yeah we got it it's gonna be a tight squeeze but we can definitely do it so we once we heard that we pulled the trigger on uh February 4th went into the studio and cranked it out those two songs out in like a month and a half and it worked really well so yeah. we're glad they got on the album definitely so yeah yeah so I mean so what have you guys been up to while you've just like not been playing I mean that sucks and um yeah what have you been what's been going on and are you uh you know you miss playing or where were you excited to go that maybe we won't get to do now well, definitely miss playing a ton. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And it's, it's like, <laughs> it hits, no, it just hits more like every day. Like, yeah. Every day that we hear, like, maybe something else that we were pumped for, like, just, you know, being ready for it. Um, it, it definitely stinks. Um, but like, I've been, I've been playing a lot, trying to write as much as I can. Um, but, it's it's been kind of an interesting period for writing songs too because part of me is like like <laughs> not happy so right. i don't want to i want to be able to capture uh well yeah and it's song. it's funny too because like when it when it, like the stay home stay safe first started and you know all these shows started getting canceled it had only been like two weeks since we played a show so then the week after that, it was like, man, we haven't played a show in forever. But yeah. it was really only like three weeks. <laughs> but it just feels like forever when you're yeah. doing it like every week, every two weeks. Like, I mean, sometimes two times a week and whatever. But yeah, so. Yeah, and I, I think the most weird thing is like the strangest adjustment is for us as a group, we never really took a, we never really took a break. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it was, uh, I know like, yeah. you know, Folks will take a few months off to write, to write songs, prepare some new tracks in the album. But uh, there was, you know, there were certainly slow periods where, you know, we, you know, there would be a, a month or two where we'd only have a show or two. But, uh, you know, since, you know, since we've really picked up that, 
you know, in 2016, 2017, I'd say we'd at the very least had two shows a month, you know, upwards of, you know, we'd have multiple double header weekends of shows, but, uh, yeah, we never really of the, you know, four and a half years, never took a huge break from, uh, yeah. playing shows. So it's been weird to, yeah, just kind of not be playing. And uh, so, yeah, I'd say the saddest uh, thing about it was we did have some awesome shows we were looking forward to. There was the album mm-hmm. release at the loft. And then the next day we were going to be, or next or, week. Yeah. The next, the next Friday, we were going to be playing at the loving touch in Ferndale with um, Dr. Daisy, Max Saturn, bad, bad okay. fashion. Yeah. Yeah. So that was going to be a, that was going to be a really cool show, but we're, you know, we've been really trying to, work really hard to branch out and play other cities as much as possible so we're really really stoked for that um a lot of like you know some big hits here but um we were still able to um we just did a virtual um listening party um so basically we we did a live stream where we played our album and tried to do funny or wacky things over it because that's kind of what we do when we play live we you know we're playing the music and stuff like that but we like to have fun and and try and make people laugh and stuff in between in between songs and everything so um we kind of wanted to take that same energy that we've taken from like a lot of the music videos that we've or the music videos that we've made i can't say a lot of because we've made two but the music (laughs) videos that we've made feels like a lot yeah yeah and like the we make promo videos for a lot of our bigger shows um so so we we tried to um to kind of take that same energy and put it into a a listening party just because obviously right now um you know us three aren't vince and i live in the same house but cam um does not live with us so um yeah that kind of that kind of makes it tough for practicing or right anything writing um yeah and and really being able just to play like a full set for people streaming online so um but that was that was a lot of fun. I always had a really big fear of streaming um, because there's this one time, and I wanted to say it on the stream and I forgot to, but there's this one time when I had first, when Vincey D had kind of first started up and I was like, yeah, this is cool. Like I'm, I'm playing for people and I, I was feeling confident. And so I started using the app Periscope, um, which a lot of people were doing at the time. It's basically a live, it's a live streaming app for like, artists um so people are streaming all around the world you can watch whoever you want and i was like my brother-in-law matt was doing it in new york and he was having some 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 hits with it and i was like okay i'm gonna try it too and and i played a few acoustic songs and then i played a bright eyes song and i love bright eyes um and and it was uh it's first day of my life which is the most cliche bright eyes song to play but i did and um some random person called me out for it and was like some lonely dude playing bright eyes in his room and i was like and i never streamed again that was it that hey, I'm out. never mind yeah. he, he hit me with that one comment so wherever you are dude thanks a lot i guess but i was i was really nervous going into this stream that we did i was That's i was so really funny. nervous that i didn't even know yeah, halfway through, some guy was gonna be like, "What are you doing, bright eyes guy? Like I'm you're back. streaming, yes, you're streaming again? I told you to stay off my internet." Like he's the one guy. Yeah. So yeah, that. But we had a. I 
I had, and I think oh. all of us had a really, really was, yeah. good, great time doing it. So we're going to try and do more streams. Like Vince and I are going to try and do some acoustic ones and Cam will hang out during it. Cam's doing a ton of um, drumming streams yeah, right now. Streaming uh, on Twitch right now. Uh, I know of the name is the 8-Bit Drummer on Twitch and he would do a bunch of like, I guess, game uh, songs, drum covers. And yeah, so I was just like, I might as like we're not doing anything. I'm not practicing drums a lot, so it's getting me to also just play to a bunch of songs and whatnot. So I've been doing a lot of Twitch streaming, and it's been fun. The one optimistic point of view of all of this is it's been really, you know, it's given us a chance to experiment with different ways of portraying our music and art that, you know, we never really would have thought of before this, and it's been so cool to watch other folks and entertainers like do that yeah. as well you know our friends we were talking earlier conspicuous bystanders they've been doing some acoustic covers emmett and jenna live with each other so they've been doing some and desmond things. jones um yeah, yeah desmond jones but yeah it's been you know the one i guess optimistic way to look at this it's it's uh it's cool to see these different art forms and folks kind of coming together to to kind of adjust and modify their way of uh getting material out to people so yeah really just pushing comfort levels mm -hmm. you know like doing things that we've never done before scared to do from people calling you out <laughs> look at this Talking about you periscope yeah. guy <laughs> talk about the album just a little bit more um i mean it's great i loved it i've been listening to it for like three or four days at this point oh, um, thank you yeah, yeah thanks yeah um but I'm, so yeah i'm curious uh, it seems like, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like a lot of your songs really have like a narrative to them. Um, how do you kind of like come up with those stories? Are those like right from your life? Do you, I don't know, how do you think those up? Um, to be clear, Ian does write all of the lyrics and yeah. pretty much most of the songs. Like, so we have the actual story of um, uh, A Short Part Tale time. of Courage. That's, that's like a... a that was that, <laughs> that was kind of a random um i just tried to be as wacky as possible um and make up a random story and we kind of brainstormed for a really long time and then i ended up just coming up with with this random yeah basically we were hanging out one night and then we were just like let's just see what we can come up with but it was pretty much just ian just spouting off a bunch of different things while we recorded him. And then like, he was just screaming, yelling, doing all this other stuff. And then finally he condensed it into a two minute story uh, yeah. <laughs> just from past, uh, you know, recordings. But yeah, yeah. That one, that one is just, um, it's about, it's about a rabbit, but yeah, kind of just like a story of, of, um, of getting Courage. lost. Yeah. And some, and, and, and kind of, just the world around you i guess um things kind of happen and you got to go with the flow and yeah um but an adventure's guide home which comes after that they kind of are like flowing into each other that song um kind of about um seasonal <coughs> depression um and just like my experiences and kind of ups and downs that i've experienced in my life for every year um so that's that's kind of what that one is about um it's also about vince and i um <laughs> enjoying some um 
winter adventures some winter adventures <laughs> under under an influence um in the snow um and say and, more say more <laughs> <laughs> um well it's it's just the snow is is uh wonderful in certain conditions <laughs> so um <laughs> well yeah but uh yeah that, so it's about both of those it's kind of a combination of like of yeah, like yeah. me going through a lull in that time because of the winter and and me feeling down and then kind of these adventures that Vince and I would take that were kind of like bright points in my life so um that's what that one's about <laughs> I can't wait to hear it. I'm so excited. Um, yeah. Well, I'll ask you two real quick. Um, do you have favorite songs that to play live from either any of them? I think my favorite's got to be Tinker Toys. As of now, probably tied between um, I'm Sloshing Here and mm -hmm. uh, Adventures Guide Home. Those are both pretty fun to play live. The Sloshing, I'm Sloshing Here is always really fun to after girl to kind of break out the energy at the co-ops especially yeah. so those are just really fun high energy ones but yeah i tend to like to play whatever is uh newest um <laughs> i get bogged down in some of the old songs but um i like to yeah play whatever i feel like we have the most energy behind and we'll sometimes play stuff that we're testing out especially at co-ops a lot um we we you know right now i'd say we're probably sitting on three or four so really solid new tunes already. Um, and we've, and we've tested uh, at least one of those out. Um, we were playing it a lot at co-ops and that's, they're a great chance for us to like get to get to just see if people vibe with it or how they react. And if it's something that is going to be, you know, that we want to play live all the time. Cause a lot of our songs, we don't play live a lot. So, um, but I'd say probably my favorite song to play live I'd say right now, probably weird time rodeo. Um, just because, um, in that, like in that breakdown section of it, I just go absolutely bonkers. Um, and that is such a freeing experience. I do on a few songs, I'll go really wild, but rodeo, I get to like make really high pitched noises with my amp and, and just go absolutely crazy and make it feedback a lot, which some people really like and they think it's cool. And then of course others are like, Oh my God, it's way too much. <laughs> but um, I really enjoy getting to, to like jump in front of my amp and go crazy. So. But I guess just, I know it's sort of a weird time right now, but what are you looking forward to next? Well, shoot. Um, <laughs> I guess I would say, like we did have a tour planned to come up this June around. So we actually pushed it back to the fall. So obviously if everything goes according to plan with uh, hopefully this stuff dying down and uh, yeah. not affecting as much people, then maybe we can get back on that tour. Um, yeah. We were working with uh, our good friend, Claire, whom we met originally at Bowie actually. Um, and then our other friends, Future Misters, are a band out of Grand Rapids. We've been kind of collaborating past uh, probably, yeah, I want to say sometime during March, mid-March, we started planning out routes and all that um, mm -hmm. for end of June, like Cam was saying. And uh, yeah, as of now, tentatively, we're looking at fall and hopefully that pulls through and otherwise we're, we'll tour when as Mr. Incredible says, we'll get there when we get there. <laughs> <laughs>
I think, I think honestly, I'm just excited right now to just try and do some new stuff. Um, yeah. Use this period to write things or, you know, capture however we're feeling and, um, and, and make new stuff out of it. I think, I think uh, that's really important. And I've been messing with my synth a lot. So who knows, maybe some different sounds yeah. will be on the, I, I know some different sounds will be on the next album that we make just from the songs that we're writing right now. And that's it for season 13. Thank you to our general manager, Jeremy Whiting, our station manager, Joe Dandron, and our programming director, Amber Knutsky. Also, special thank you to Vincy D for making the time to record that interview. And if you're interested in checking them out some more, you can visit their website, vincyd.com, and their music is on Spotify. Um, of course, as always, thank you to you for listening to our show. I'm so excited to say that the new news director, Taylor Halterman, and undercurrent producer, Nick Saba, will kick off season 14 sometime very soon. I'll say it again. Thanks for listening. I will miss hosting this show very much, but I'm even more excited to see what stories pop up here next. So for now, I'll just say, for Impact Student News, I'm Sophie Sagan. You've been listening to The Undercurrent on WDBM East Lansing. From WDBM East Lansing, you've been listening to The Undercurrent. WDBM East Lansing, you've been listening to The Undercurrent.